Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Don't forget, anywhere you go, take us with you. The free iHeartRadio app. Download the app. You can podcast the show, parts you missed. And you also have the opportunity to stream the show live. So get the free iHeartRadio app. Okay, uh, next Monday, Hollywood Park, Inglewood. Well, there from noon to 3, Eric Dickerson joins the show at 1 o'clock next Monday. Yes. Big show, big holiday show. Uh, really excited about it. Would like somebody to come dressed as Santa Claus. It'll be our last chance to see you before the holidays. And you know we look forward to that every year. Just Santa Claus? We don't want any, any other uh, costume? Just Santa? Well, okay, you could be an elf. Oh. What else could you be? Snowman. Frosty. Snowman. All right, so uh, Grinch. let's... The Grinch. want to be a Grinch? Yeah, you can, can be that. what you want. Last week, Reindeer. I'm uh, in Palm Springs, and I was the Grand Marshal of the Palm Springs Festival of Lights Parade, which, by the way, is nice. a pretty big deal out there. So uh, nice. the, the night before, they have the tree lighting ceremony. I have to be at that. And here comes Santa and Mrs. Claus. They come in on this huge sleigh. And whatever Santa looks like, this guy looks like Santa Claus. And his wife looks like Mrs. Claus. Yeah. So they come in, and I'm talking to him, and uh, the guy says, you want my card? I said, well, sure. Give me your card. That's what he does for a living. He, he just li- came up to you and asked you if yeah. you want. Yeah. He, okay. He lives in Redondo Beach. So Santa Claus lives in Redondo Beach. If anybody has any questions, I know where he's at, and I can call him. Uh, but if he shows up <laughs> at the remote, we have to pay him. We're not doing that. Oh, it was a gig for him. He wants yeah, it, it to a be gig. a gig. Yeah, oh, yeah. He does it every year. Guy looked like Santa Claus. It was pretty interesting. But then when he gives you your his card... You kind of think to yourself, it, it removed a little of the luster, you know? Yeah. The fantasy. Especially if he's asking for money. You know, he's like, you didn't ask him to, that you wanted to hire him or anything like that. He no. tried to impose his, impose his business on you. Yeah. I mean, one thing, if you, you reached out to, oh, man, you're great. Let me get your card so I can possibly hire you. And that's one thing. But for him to solicit you that way it's just yeah it's a little ugh, nah, no thanks all right so if you show up don't give us your card if you're dressed as santa claus or a snowman or the elf or the grinch yeah, whatever you, show you want. Up and want to be paid don't yeah, show us your card. we're not doing that but if you show up uh maybe i'll buy you lunch oh if you if, if you show up wow there. you put it out there okay but here's the thing so if you come down and let's say three people are dressed like santa or mrs claus or an elf or a snowman uh you guys can share a salad I'll do that for you. You can share a salad. That's fair. Who else is buying you part of all a together? Salad? Not a, not one not one on one or one at a time. Just all all three of them will share a salad. <laughs> right with you, you or no? You're just going to no. send them. A, no, you're not. You're not showing up either. You're just going to send them somewhere. Well, no, I'll I'll buy them a salad there. The salad bar. Yeah, but no, they don't have a salad bar. I'll just buy a, a house salad. I don't want anything crazy. You're not getting a wedge. You're not getting a Caesar. You guys get to split a house salad. Well, Uncle Fred's been hanging out with Uncle Artie, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, come dressed. We'd love to see you Monday. Here's what we're giving away. Charger Bills tickets, Chargers Chiefs tickets, Section 111 seats to see the Clippers play an upcoming game at the Crypt, a Westinghouse 50-inch LED TV. The deal is, go to am570lasports.com slash promotions to sign up. 
The first 50 people to sign up will have a chance to win prizes. Now, that doesn't mean you won't win if you show up and don't sign up. But this gives you a better chance to win. So how long does it take you? 12 seconds? AM570LASports.com slash promotions. And uh, it's driven by the Ford F-Series, America's best-selling truck for 46 years and counting. Head to your Southern California Ford dealers for great offers on a Ford F-Series truck. Unidos, we are stronger. I don't Is that like your way of saying if you don't sign up, you don't win? Well, no, you can win. But this gives win. you a better chance to win. Better chance to win if you sign up. Is that code? No, you know what? That's a good point. That's a very good point. I don't think we've ever explored that. So here's what you do. If you sign up, if you sign up, and we confirm you signed up when you get there, we'll give you two tickets to win. So you have a better chance, right? Instead of one ticket to win. That's you right. Two. You know how we do it? Yeah. Okay. So if you sign up, we'll give you... Kevin, is is that wrong, Kevin? <laughs> Did I just do something wrong? He did all kinds of trouble. <laughs> did you see his eyes? <laughs> My God, what happened? What did I do wrong? It's not how that works. You can't just give people two tickets, Fred. It's an actual raffle. There's rules to it, Fred. Well, I'm trying to give incentive to sign up. I thought that's what we were supposed to do. No, well, if, that was, that's if that's what you were supposed to do, we would have told you that's what you were supposed to do. We do explicitly yeah. say, if you sign up, you get two raffle tickets. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have suggested anything or said anything because you took it and, and went to a little bit too far, Fred. You just went and said, let's do this. Instead of having a discussion about it. Now look at your face. Well, I don't, now you're looking bewildered. I am bewildered because I thought we should <laughs> get them incentive. No, I was posing the question that, that does it really matter if you sign up? Or is that just, uh, you know, do you really have a better chance? And you took it to, oh, yeah, let's give you two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin, we're not doing that? No, we are not. <laughs> okay, but there is an incentive to sign up. Something good will happen for you. If you sign up, you can still show up. We'd love to see you. But if you sign up, good things will happen. Let's just put it like that. All right. I don't. Kevin's laughing. I don't like whiners. I, I don't like that. I don't like small market professional sports franchises say we can't compete with the big guys because they make more money. What do you expect us to do? We're in Kansas City. We're in Cincinnati. We're in Pittsburgh. How do you expect us to compete with teams in Los Angeles or New York or Chicago? Stop whining. You know what? If you're in it, you're in it to win it. And if you don't have the money to win it, then get out. Really, that's how I look at it. And it might seem a little harsh, but I've always believed that. You're doing an injustice and a disservice to your fans if you buy something and you can't afford it. Well, hell, I can't afford to build a stadium. Then get out. Get out. You're not doing anybody any favors. Well, you know, what do you expect? I expect you to be able to afford it, quite frankly, because you're in. You're in, and you should be in to win. Get out. Just get out is what you're saying. Yeah, get out. Sell your team. Sell it. I know everybody can't live in L.A., and they don't have Balmer and Kroenke. I know that. I get it. But you know what? That's your problem. That's your problem wherever you live. Well, we just can't compete. Well, then get out. Bring somebody in that can't compete. Do your fans a favor. Treat them properly and compete. Same thing applies to college sports. Well, you know, you have the Power Five schools, the big schools. You've got a USC. You've got a Texas A&M. You've got a Clemson. You've got a Georgia. You've got Alabama. You've got Michigan. You've got all these schools with a lot of money. And then you got the schools that don't have a lot of money. So what happens? They complain. Well, this isn't fair. It's like the Michigan scandal that got Jim Harbaugh when they sent a guy around the country to look at the signals 
of the opposing team the week before they played them. All right. Here's why that went south. It was months before they played them, by the way, but go on. All right. Here's why that went south. It went south not because you think, oh, that's not fair. It went south because everybody didn't have the money to do it. That's where the complaining started. It didn't go south. He missed games because of it. Right. Well, and they settled in court. I understand. And they should have never done anything to him. It was ridiculous. It all came down to they have more money so they can send this guy all over the place. And we don't have any money and it's unfair. I don't think that's true at all. But I think it on. is true. That has nothing to do with it. I think it, had, it was other big it. programs that were complaining about right, it. Right, because they're whining. Ball State didn't say anything about it. Well, Ball yeah. State. Ball State. Yeah, there, that's oh, the one you're oh, saying people, who have, people no. don't have money are complaining. No, it was no. the people in the same conference that complained about it. You know why? Because they can't win. That's, that's not why it is. Yeah, it not, is. They can't afford it. They can't afford it. They didn't think of it. They can't afford it. Wisconsin can't afford it. They're whining. Stop whining. Fred, and you know it. No, it's not. I, I really believe that. Stop whining. Nobody wants to hear it. If you can figure it out, figure it out. And if you can't, then shut up and stop whining. Because nobody wants to hear you whine. So now uh, they're thinking about NIL. And, of course, the big schools really have an advantage here. Chip Kelly, Martin Germond, they had a conversation. Chip, we better figure this out. we gotta, we got to do a little better with NIL here. Okay. Well, if you have the money and you have the donors and you have the boosters, then you're good. And if you don't, then you'll whine some more and we don't have any money and we don't have the boosters and nobody's going to come to our school. Probably right. That's probably fair. So uh, this is what they're thinking about. The president of the NCAA is planning to introduce a proposal to create a new subdivision within Division One that grants certain schools more autonomy around policymaking and permits them to compensate athletes in a new and profound way. According to the proposal, schools that choose to be part of the new subdivision, they can opt in or out, are required to meet a strict minimum standard rooted in athlete investment. Members of the new subdivision will be permitted to strike name, image, and likeness deals with their own athletes. A significant move away from the current NIL structure. So I take that to mean, for example, a school like USC, they don't have to have a third party involved here. The school can strike these deals. Entry into the subdivision requires the school to invest a minimum $30,000 per year per athlete into what is termed an enhanced educational trust fund right. for at least half of a school's countable athletes. There you go. And that's confusing right there because it, it doesn't say all of the athletes. You know, you set aside thirty grand. It says a select number of athletes. It says at least half. Yeah, and they can choose half. up to how many beyond right. that. It, it is very nebulous, yes. So what happens to that you know, half that doesn't get chosen to be part of that 30 grand that's set aside. Well, what happens that's, to them? That's, they also said that it has to fall in line with Title IX. So uh, women, too. Women, yeah, women, women, women athletes have absolutely. to be roped into this. You can't just say it's all revenue sports, just men's basketball and football players. You have to incorporate women within it as well. Right, and that's fair. Absolutely. I get that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You should. So what happens to some kids? Well, you know what? Uh, don't be the long snapper on the punt team. And then maybe you'll get your 30 grand. You know, they're going to make a decision. They're going to pay the people they want to pay that they want to hold on to. And, uh, you know, the people on the periphery, that's life. You go, it's unfair. No, that's life. And life isn't fair. What do you think of schools just paying up now, Rodney, instead of going through a third party? Um, I kind of like the third party, to be honest with you, because it, it, uh, it takes the school out of it. It takes the any kind of um, wrongdoings, I guess, or sneaky or underhanded or undermining or illegal activities away from the school. And now 
the outside collective can be investigated, can be vetted, um, and it falls on them to be under the the compliance rules. So I, I kind of like it having the third party being able to do it. Yeah, but what this is is the strong get stronger, right? That's what it is. The rich get richer. We've got the money. We can do it. We can guarantee that you know you're going to make this money. Yeah. So we'll take care of it. The rich get richer. And, yeah. And what is it? What is it? Um, like we're seeing right now. I mean, it is free agency, basically, what it is for college college kids. Yeah. Um, it's crazy what we're seeing. These kids, these quarterbacks right now that are at university, big-time universities that have started, that are now transferring out um, and going to a different school. It just, um, it's just, it's a really weird time right now that they, that part of it, the transfer portal part of it, um, really needs to be addressed for to allow a kid to transfer multiple times in a, in a two to three year span is just absurd. So if a kid enters the portal, can the school that's about to lose him come back to him and say, Hey, look, we understand your frustration, you know, but these guys are going to hook you up. You got a car, a house and 200,000 NIL, NIL yeah. collectives. Gonna mm-hmm. hook you up. Mm-hmm. They're going to hook you up. Yeah. That happens now. I was, yeah. Just because you enter into yeah. the portal doesn't mean you leave. And you're gone. So yeah. a lot of guys do enter the portal and end up staying. And they get enticed to come back. That has happened the last couple of years. So it's basically, you know, pay me more, I'll be gone. It can be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you, if this system is set up that way, well, you can't blame the kids for taking advantage of it. Right? You can't take the kids and say, look, I, I, hey, I was, at, uh, I was at a basketball game the other night, and I saw somebody from, uh, from Texas who said that uh, – there might be something there for me, you know, in terms of dollars and cents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to entertain that. And so I'm going to Texas. They're going to give me double what my current school is willing to give me. Yeah, you know, I'm just wondering, um, how much more money would you have made now if you were playing than you did make when you played at USC? Easy, easy. <laughs> Leading the witness there, Fred? Easy, yes, very much so. Well, call Harvey, I'm going to call Harvey Specter from Suits to come get you right now. I'm just, I just thinking, just, you know, hit me. <laughs> One other thing, too, to point out about this proposal from Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA, these are schools that enter into this agreement or this subdivision would also be able to hire almost an unlimited amount of coaches and have more scholarships. More on the rich getting richer. Yep. Rich as long richer. as they're willing to pay for it, they can do it. It's on them, right? Basically, yes, 100%. And the schools have the money to pay. Yeah. All right, uh, spirituality, that's coming up. Oh, yeah. Come on. A lot of mistletoe. Snowy nights, baby. Everywhere we go. Let's go. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. On a hump day. Yes. How beautiful it is outside right now. Goodness. Rodney, the 2023 MLS Cup presented by Audi is this Saturday, December 9th. The Columbus crew going head-to-head against your defending MLS Cup champs, LAFC, for the ultimate prize. To tune into the action live on TV, watch free on Apple TV with MLS Season Pass. It starts at 1 p.m. Saturday. All right. And that's big. Wow, going back-to-back to the title game. Mm-hmm. Tell you, they've done it right. LAFC has done it right from the yes, very they, beginning. Uh, 
it was a slow growth and slow grind upwards, and they uh, made it to the mountaintop, man. They've just been going in the right direction since they've they've come onto the scene, and like you said, did everything right on the field and off the pitch. Yeah, they really knew yeah. how to build a franchise. Also, quick shout-out to the Kings last night. They're down 3 nothing in Columbus, right? They were unbeaten on the road. They come back to score three goals in the third period to tie the game, and then Drew Doughty scored in overtime, and the Kings won 4-3 undefeated 11 and 0 on the road that ties an NHL record. They're good. They're really really good uh, this year. I mean, falling behind 3 nothing, coming back and hockey fan down 3 nothing, that's mm-hmm. like being down uh 31 to nothing in football. I was thinking the same thing last night when I was watching. Yeah. I mean, you're down 3 nothing in the third period. You might be wondering what yeah. time does the plane leave? Exactly. Chalk this one up. Yeah. But they came back and won. That How about was pretty uh, cool. old man Cam Talbot balling out there, Fred? What do you think about that? I can't believe that. Really? I cannot believe now, it. He cast he? it off the last guy. He's 36, Rodney. Yeah. And uh, But one of the best goaltenders in the enti- in the Western Conference, maybe in the all- entire NHL this year so far, Fred. Am I overstepping by saying that? I don't think so. And you know what's interesting about that? So the way Vegas won it, they did not have a lot of money invested in their goalies last year, right? Aiden Hill, a guy they called up. All of a sudden, he turns out to be a stud, and they don't have to pay him a lot of money. So when the Kings looked at the method or the methodology of how things are being built, they said, all right, our investment will go for offense. We are going to score a ton of goals, and we need guys that can play goal. Cam Talbot was signed uh, late, very late. He was just floating around, needed a job. And they had Phoenix Copley, who was on the show with us last year, Rodney. But they Uh needed a guy who they thought would be a bona fide number one. Talbot has had success in the NHL, but he's never been a world beater, but he's been fundamentally sound. They bring him in here, and all of a sudden, he catches fire. So the feeling works that maybe we don't need to invest five or six million dollars a year in a goalie. Because, you know, goalies, I've always maintained this, are like relief pitchers. They they absolutely They're are. They're hot and cold. They're hot, and then they get cold. And if you want to, inv- and, and I mean, obviously, the, in the history of the league, there have been very good goalies. But overall, I mean, you know, one day, whatever this guy was doing is gone. And why wouldn't it be? You're standing there and somebody's shooting something at you at 100 miles an hour and you can't even see it half the time. Uh-huh. And your only goal is to stand there and get hit with it. Just hit me and then it doesn't go in. So that messes with your mind a little bit. How much does that puck hurt when it hits you? At 100 miles an hour? Yeah. Ask guys with no teeth. And with, the, with the padding. I know those guys back in the day with no teeth, no mouth guard, no shield or anything. Um, but via your goalie, does the padding do anything? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it helps. But I mean, I'd be taking them off the chest. That's what I'd be doing. Well, you want to get them with I had the, enough padding. You want to get them with a blocker, with your big blocker pad. And then you want you, to. Yeah, you want to. But you, you got oh, mm-hmm. to spread out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get it with the chest. Mm-hmm. I, I look at it like almost like a. Playing a hot corner in baseball, third base. Just knock it down. Oh, if you hit it, if you knock it down, you got time to get him out at first. You know, I played that in college, and uh, we play infield in. You know, you run her second, third. You got to go. You got to come up on the grass. Woo! And playing with those you know, aluminum bats in college. I mean, we're talking guys that you know, two years they're in they're in major league baseball. They're in the big leagues. That's how the talented the pack was when I played. I mean, talking about guys like Barry Bonds and, you know, uh, Mike Mussina and and uh, 
the big unit. Mark McGuire guys coming up, you know, it took them, you know, they played college, so it was very competitive. It took them one, two years, and then they were in the big leagues. Those guys coming up to bat. Mark McGuire coming up to bat, and you got to play in on the grass. <laughs> you got to play in on the grass, and he's got an aluminum bat. Come <laughs> on, man. Taking that bad boy. Ooh. You're taking it off the chair. I almost had to wear a chest protector sometime, given our, the way our pitching was when I was there. <laughs> you know what? They ought to ban those aluminum bats in college. They ought to ban them in college for sure. For sure. But the problem is the wooden bats will cost them too much, right? That's true. They'll break yep. them, yep. and then they'll have to have more bats. They'll run through them, yep. Yeah. It, the cost is not going to be good for There's not enough money generated through baseball in college that you can't afford it. Right. All right, let's bring on Vic. Let's have some spirituality. So here he yes. comes. With a daily haiku at two, we welcome on Vic the Brick. And Vic, good afternoon. He was in the running for Time Magazine's 2023 Person of the Year, but edged out by Taylor Swift. It's Fred Rogan. Hello, Vic. He's Mr. Trojan 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. VTP. Yeah. A la Taylor, he transcends borders and our constant source of light. Now, Kevin Figgis. Oh, come on now. And he moves us todos los dias, todos los noches, with his holiday hits, a virtual cornucopia, Ronnie Facio. The time has come today with King Flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Young hearts can go their way. And fellows, let's face it, taking over Nashville in the baseball winter meetings was Dave Roberts. And by the way, congratulations to David Vasse on a sensational show from Brad Paisley's farm last night with Dave Roberts and Arch, Chris Archer, the newest member of the Dodger front office. Sensational show. You know what Vasse told us? We asked him how the farm was. He goes, what happens there is nobody's business. I can't talk about it. 100 acres outside of Nashville. But, fellas, Dave Roberts' honesty is exactly what Otani seeks. Mm. Okay. A lot of people freaked out on, you know, Dave stating, you know, the obvious. But he is a sensei. With huevos. That's what Otani San wants. Viva Dave Roberts, fearless. Uh, how do you know that, Vic? How do you know he's a sensei with huevos? How do you know that's what he wants? He doesn't say anything. Because <laughs> based on the reporting, that's exactly what he didn't want. Was someone talking on the record about a meeting? Otani San never said anything about an embargo. That's the his agency talking. If indeed the agency did ever lay down this audio embargo. That's all hearsay. Nothing is, is concrete that there was this in, insane embargo. CAA never said in black and white, there will be consequences if someone talk, talks about the otani negotiations. If there's a leak, there will be penalties. I, I don't know where that came from. It came from Jeff Passan, who... I like to think I trust his sourcing on stuff, but he could be wrong, I guess. All I know is Dave Roberts was right. 
in speaking the truth. Yes, we spoke to him. Yeah, it was a two or three hour meeting. It was beautiful spending time with him. That's what Otani son wants, the truth. Doesn't want okay. smoke screens. I mean, listen, Fred, you pointed out earlier, he's going to get the dinero. The money's there, no matter who pays him. But it's the interactions with the team, I believe, is, is a very, very important uh, factor. And still in it, of course, Dodgers have the inside track. And I think Dave sealed it. I think Dave Roberts sealed it. He, he she is the conquering hero of Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. Conquering hero. Absolutely. All the qualities, the warrior qualities that Otani-san wants, Dave Roberts has. The what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it you're talking about? What, what are you saying? Dave Roberts from speaking the truth. You know, he was fearless in Nashville. It, I know you're making this up. You don't know this. Fred, I know the mindset a little bit of, of Otani son. I mean, it's it's been a mystery, but you know, I constantly call my sources in Japan. Tell us one of your sources. I can't reveal my sources, Fred. <laughs> the bottom line is, Otani son. Vic, what's the area code to Japan? If I want to call Japan, what do I dial? Well, you would start with the operator. No, Vic, Zero you wouldn't. One one. No, you would not. Vic, you don't call anyone in Japan. What's the country code? Is that what you want to yeah, know? Yeah, that's Fred? what I want to know. What's the country code to Japan? Well, we text. <laughs> we do a lot of texting. The bottom line is, Fred, Dave Roberts is a hero. And Dave Roberts should be lauded for his honesty. And I think that's struck a it's my opinion. It's only my opinion. It struck a chord yes. with Otani son. Right. In a positive way. And you know this how Vic. Trying to determine how you know this, Vic. That's the that's what's where we're trying to we have a bit of a disconnect here. It's a feel. So you feel it. Not that you know it. He, that he knows it. It's a gut instinct of, of Otani son. Absolutely. He had an excellent meeting with the Dodgers. This is not a secret. I mean, he had meetings with Toronto. He <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Viva Dave Roberts. I think Ronnie had a, a feeling of an itch on his finger. Maybe that's what that was. <laughs> Sorry, Vic. All right. Um, Vic will continue <laughs> hey, taking his inside the stuff Vic was, was sending out. <laughs> mind of Otani and uh, spirituality. <laughs> oh, yes, it is a marshmallow world. Come on. Ah, let's go on a hump day. Rodney P. Fred Rogan. Beautiful. Sorry about that, Vic. Yeah, what happened? Somebody had an itchy trigger finger. Okay, Vic, did you wrap up uh, your understanding of Otani's mind, Dave Roberts, with the uh, giant cojones, the sensei, and whatever else you said? I'm impressed that Dave Roberts was honest and candid and I truly believe that Otani-san appreciates that Dave was open. And as Dave said. Well, Dave said he didn't say much. Well, Dave said he was, he felt like he was smiling inside. 
What that was that? Dave's gut instinct. I, no one knows what that means, Vic. <laughs> Smiling. Smiling. It means, it means Fred, there was, there was some great vibes in that two to three hour meeting. Vic, what am I doing inside right now? I think his exact quote, Vic, was he had a nice poker face. Now, how you interpreted that to be like he was smiling inside, I don't know. Yeah, how do, how that, does, that, that's... yeah, Vic, how does my inside feel right now? I'll tell you, but how does my inside feel since you can figure that out? How do you think I, think I feel? Pre- I think you're feeling good. You, you're looking forward to Hollywood Park Casino this Monday. No, Vic, Santa that's Claus not right. I, I, Vic, I feel bloated. I'm bloated, Vic. That's bloated. my inside What'd right eat? now. What would you eat? I don't want to go into it. But right. I'm never eating there again. Oh, Ronnie! Whoa, Ronnie! What, Fred? You're the one that said you were bloated. Wow! <laughs> what are we doing? Fred's starting early on the matzahs. <laughs> Vic, you ever play hide the matzah? Oh Lord! No. Okay. Ate a lot of matzah brai back in the day, but not, no hide. But not a lot of taste to the matzah, Vic. You can do a lot of stuff with matzah. Yeah. But again, make some balls. I just want to, I want to pivot back to you know to to Dave Roberts and Otani Son because it's really it's been so blown up out of proportion. Yeah. It's almost it's all it's almost ludicrous at this point. Um, but I feel so good about what the Dodgers did in Nashville. They got a lot a lot of clarity. Especially on the Otani front. Now the Yamamoto front—that is—that is—that is nebulous. Uh, I know Mets, New York Mets owner Steve Cohen flew to Japan about a week ago to schmooze uh, Yamamoto-san. I think he's uh, a little late to the party for him. I think Cohen's a little late, Vic. A little—you never know. At, at this point, it's—it's it's, everything is uh, is a flip of a coin. But the Yamamoto stock obviously is rising up to uh, close to $300 million. Dodge is still in the Yamamoto sweepstakes. There's no doubt about that. You like you guys like to trade Verdugo from the Red Sox to the Yankees, the former Dodger? Sure. sure. Why not? Yeah. Do you? Apparently, he and Cora had some, some issues during the season. So it was... Uh, it was a tough situation for Verdugo in Boston. So the Yankees basically cleaned up the mess uh, of Verdugo in Boston. So the the Yankees actually did the Red Sox a favor taking Verdugo. You guys watch Dancing with the Stars? Uh, who's on it? It's over. Okay. The, the Len Goodman Mirrorball Trophy went to... 17-year-old out of L.A., Sochi Gomez and Val Chikorovsky. Yeah. Sochi Gomez was tremendous. And Val okay, Chikorovsky. Yes, in the 32nd season. What? Um, forgive me. Maybe I sound older, out of touch here, but what, what qualifies Sochi Gomez to be a star? What is her background? Fair question. She better not be Selena Gomez's cousin or something either. Because that's usually what these things turn into. Who is she, Vic? She's, she's only 17. She was in the Marvel, uh, the Marvel movie. But a, a lot of these uh, media oh, that, people who, that who one get Marvel involved. Movie. The Marvel movie. This recent Marvel movie. Andy, uh, in the Marvel franchise. Yeah. What, what character was she? 
Was she in the Miss Marvel movie, Vic? I'm not sure. No. I just I've, I've become a big fan of her of her. Did they acknowledge they were in the Marvel movie based on the way it was it performed? Did anybody acknowledge it? Not really. I mean, she just said, you know, when you go on the dance floor, you're basically naked. Um, you're, she you're was naked? A, she wasn't naked. You're naked to the process, oh. Fred. Oh. It's, a, it's, it's tough, what man. What do you mean naked to the process, Vic? Of the, of the ballroom dancing? But some, some, some come on there, are like they've been skilled in dancing. Some of them have a little cheater background. They've got the inside you know, edge, my absolutely. Man, my man Mario Lopez. You know, he's a dancer by trade. He studied dance. Yeah, he can dance a little bit. He he he, he got a little salt because he lost to Emmett Smith that year. Well, that pissed me off, too. Yeah, Emmett was a sentimental favorite. But Mario had dance backgrounds. That's why he was a little pissed off. He's like, I can do all these dances better than anybody. No, the NFL players have great success on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Band favorites. Which Are leads us to favorite? what, Vic? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I want to get down with some Brenda Lee. Ronnie, hit me. Okay. Yes. Oldest ever to have a number one song. Rocking Around the Christmas is now number one. 65 years after its original release. So congratulations, Brenda Lee, y'all. Pretty amazing, no? Absolutely amazing, Vic. She released the song when she was 13 years old. And now it's back. Number one on the Wait, show. Wait, she's singing this now? She was 13 when she sang this? 65 years later. She's singing one. it right now. Or they she's was 13. re-released. This is Brenda Lee. Yeah, she's currently this is 78. Lee when she was 13 now, singing this song. This is a 13-year-old singing. Is that what you're saying, Vic? Or she did it now. This could be the re-release. Do we even All know? All I know is it, it rose to number one. Well, she's currently 78 years old. So based on my terrible years ago. Based on my terrible math with 65, that would put her at 13. Although this is Many times I've heard this song, I never would have guessed that this was a 13-year-old singer, to be honest. And Vic, this is not a re-release. This is the original recording here. There you go, Ronnie. Good research. Well, how is it research? number one? <laughs> it's number one on the on the Billboard charts now. Right now, Fred. In the moment, Fred, this is number one. And he's saying throughout the 65 years since it's been released, it has never been number one. I think so it has something to do with a viral uh, clip where uh, she was, uh, I guess, uh, uh, part of a, uh, uh, a Southwest flight that got delayed, and she apparently jumped on the intercom and started entertaining everybody while the flight was delayed singing her Christmas carols. So maybe this has something to do with uh, the song reaching number one. Who knows? Wow, Ronnie. You go, Brenda Lee. Nice. Good research, Ronnie. Which, of course, leads us all back to the source. And Fred, I know you're a little bit bloated, but I, I think this will help relieve some of that inner stress. It's the, from Basho. The haiku is going to release my inner stress. Absolutely. Maybe Pepto-Bismol will do a better job of that, but let's find out. That couldn't hurt. It's from Basho. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Basho on a hump day. Come on. A seasonal haiku. From Basho, the master haiku artist. Okay. 
It's haiku for you on this Wednesday, December the 6th. My brother's birthday, Vic. It's my brother's birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Eric. Eric? Yes. Happy birthday, Eric. Thank you. This haiku's for you, man. Come out. Come out with me. Tis worth a tumble in the snow. The wondrous sight to see. I'm feeling you. Basho. It sounded a little sexual, Vic. Come out with me for a little tumble in the snow. Right. Have some fun in the snow. You sure this wasn't Brenda Brenda Ganim who wrote this one? (laughs) So, Vic, you want to tumble around in the snow with Fred's brother, Eric? God, no. (laughs) Happy birthday, Eric. Ronnie, thank you. Great job. Kevin, terrific work as always. And, uh, Rodney, we get him again tomorrow. Yes, sir. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.